too, T.S. becoming merged into the population have modified the physical type to a certain extent. In the detailed description of the Ilocano, all the subjects have been drawn from the cities of Bangud in Abra, and Vigan in Iloco Sur, in order to eliminate, so far as possible, the results of recent intermixture with the Tingian, a process which is continually taking place in all the border towns. The more general tabulation includes Ilocano from all the northern provinces. Aged and immature individuals have been eliminated from all the descriptions here presented. Ilocano observations on 19 males from Vegan and Bangud range average height. Standing meters 1.510 to 1.714 1.607 length of head 0.1642.191.1787 breadth of head 0.1462.158.1522 height of head 0.1202.144.1316 breadth of zygomatic arches 0.1292.148.1373 length of nose 0.0432.054.0485 breadth of nose, 0.0342.046.0382 cephalic index 85.1 length height index 73.0 breadth height index 86.2 nasal index, 78.7 eyes dark brown, 3-4 of Martin scale, hair often black, but usually brown black, 50% straight and about 50% slightly wavy, one case closely curled, for it usually high, broad, and moderately retreating, but sometimes vaulted, crown and back of head middle arched, two cases flat, face moderately high, broad and oval, three cases angular, eyeslit generally slightly oblique, moderately open, almond shape, Mongolian fold present in 45%, nose root, middle broad and moderately high, bridge, inclined to be concave, but often straight, wings, Middle thick and slightly arched or swelled. Lips, middle thick and double bowed slightly. Ears, outstanding. Lobes generally small and close growing, but are sometimes free. Ilocano observations made by folk album of Philippine types. Manila, 1904-37 males of Ilocos Nordi average height. Standing meters 1.593 length of head, 0.180 breadth of head, 0.151 length of nose, 0.055 breadth of nose, 0.040 cephalic index 84.39 nasal index 73.1259 males of Iloco sewer average height. Standing meters 1.596 length of head, 0.177 breadth of head, 0.150 length of nose, 0.053 breadth of nose, 0.039 cephalic index 85.06 nasal index 72.9531 males of Union Province average height. Standing meters 1.590 length of head, 0.176 breadth of head, 0.151 length of nose, 0.050 breadth of nose, 0.039 cephalic index 85.72 nasal index 78.63193 males from all provinces average height. Standing meters 1.602 length of head, 0.178 breadth of head, 0.151 length of nose, 0.052 breadth of nose, 0.040 cephalic index 84.81 nasal index 75.44 valley tingian observations on 83 male C plates III. Ivy range average height. 
standing meters 1.48 to 1.70 1.57 to length of head 1.65 to dot 195.1811 breadth of head 0.140 to dot 164.1507 height of head 39 cases, 0.1162.144.1337 breadth of zygomatic arches, 0.1292.148.1387 length of nose, 0.042.060.0499 breadth of nose, 0.0302.043.0384 cephalic index 83.2 length height index 72.5 breadth height index 86.5 nasal index 76.9 eyes dark brown. 3-4 of Martin table. Hair varies from black to brownish black. Usually wavy. But straight in about one third. Forehead moderately high and broad. Slightly retreating. But sometimes vaulted. Superorbital ridges strongly developed in three cases. Crown and back of head middle arched. Two cases of flattening. Face moderately high and broad. Cheekbones sufficiently outstanding to give face angular appearance. Tapering from above but oval faces are common, eyeslit straight or slightly oblique, moderately wide open and inclined to be almond-shaped, Mongolian fold slightly developed in about 20%, nose root, middle broad and high, seldom small or flat, bridge, middle broad and usually straight, but 25% are slightly concave, while two cases are convex, wings, in most cases are thin, but are commonly thick, both are slightly arched, lips middle thick and double bowed slightly, Ears outstanding, with small close growing lobes. Valley Tingian observations on 35 female C plates VBI range average height. Standing meters 1.42 to 1.58 1.47 length of head, 0.1612.186.1743 breadth of head, 0.1362.155.1460 height of head 22 cases, 0.1192.138.1301 breadth of zygomatic arches, 0.1232.139.1304 length of nose, 0.0 392.056.046 breadth of nose, 0.0302.042.0354 cephalic index 83.7 length height index 74.6 breadth height index 88.6 nasal index 76.9 eyes dark brown, 3-4 of Martin table, hair usually brown black, but black is common, sometimes straight, but generally slightly wavy, for a considerable variation. Usually moderately high, broad, and vaulted, but is sometimes low and moderately retreating. Crown and back of head middle arched. Two cases of flattening. Face moderately high and oval. In a few cases angular. Tapering from above. Islet generally oblique. Moderately open and almond shape. Is sometimes straight and narrowly open. Mongolian fold slightly developed in about 25%. Nose root, moderately broad and either flat or slightly elevated bridge, middle broad and slightly concave, in five cases is straight and in two is convex, wings, equally divided between thick and thin, slightly arched, lips middle thick and double bowed slightly, ears outstanding, with small, close growing lobes, mountain tingian observations on 62 male C plates VIIVIII range average height, 
standing meters 1.45 to 1.71 1.57 length of head, 0.1712.203.1856 breadth of head, 0.1402.161.1493 height of head 59 cases, 0.1152.154.1316 breadth of zydomatic arches, 0.1292.149.1385 length of nose 60 cases, 0.0432.059.0512 breadth of nose 60 cases, 0.0332.046.0399 cephalic index 80.4 length height index 70.9. Breadth height index 87.4 nasal index 77.9 eyes dark brown. 3-4 of Martin table. Hair brown black. And slightly wavy. Forehead middle high to high. Moderately broad. Moderately retreating. But sometimes vaulted. Superorbital ridges strongly developed in 5 cases. Crown and back of head middle or strongly arched. Face moderately high. Cheekbones moderately outstanding giving face angular appearance. Tapering from above. In seven cases face is oval, isolate sometimes straight, but usually slightly oblique, moderately open, almond shape, Mongolian fold in five cases, nose root, middle broad and moderately high, but sometimes high, bridge, middle broad and straight, seven cases concave and three convex, wings, middle thick and arched, lips middle thick, sometimes thin, double bowed, ears outstanding, lobes generally small and close growing. Mountain Tengian observations on 16 female sea plates IXX range average height. Standing meters 1.38 to 1.53 1.48 to length of head, 0.1632.188.1782 to breadth of head, 0.1372.155.1452 height of head, 0.1192.137.1303 breadth of zydomatic arches, 0.1252.138.1327 length of nose, 0.03 92.054.0461 breadth of nose, 0.0342.042.0368 cephalic index 80.1 length height index 73.1 breadth height index 90.0 nasal index, 79.8 eyes dark brown, 3-4 of Martin table, hair brown black and slightly wavy, forehead moderately high and broad, moderately retreating, crown and back of head middle arched, face moderately high and generally oval, Sometimes angular tapering from above, isolate about equally divided between straight and oblique, moderately open, Mongolian fold slightly developed in one-third of cases, nose root, moderately broad and nearly flat, but sometimes moderately high, bridge, middle broad and inclined to be concave, straight noses occur, wings, usually thin and inclined to be swelled, lips middle thick and inclined to be double-bowed, ears outstanding, lobes small and close-growing. Apollo observations on 32 males range average height. Standing meters 1.48 to 1.70 1.587 length of head, 0.1752.199.1877 breadth of head, 0.1372.158.1492 height of head, 0.1192.155.1331 breadth of zydomatic arches, 0.1302.149.1418 length of nose, 
0.042.054.0466 breadth of nose, 0.035.044.0390 cephalic index 79.5 length height index 70.9 breadth height index 89.2 nasal index, 83.6 eyes dark brown, 1 to 4 in Martin table, hair brown black and wavy, forehead high and generally moderately retreating, but in about one third is vaulted. Superorbital ridges strongly developed in six cases. Crown and back of head rather strongly arched. Six cases all from one village showed slight flattening of occipital region. Face usually high. The cheekbones are moderately outstanding giving face angular appearance. Tapering from above. In eight cases face tapers from below. And in nine is oval. Isla usually oblique. Moderately open. Almond shape. Mongolian fold in about 50%. Nose root. Middle broad and flat or slightly elevated. Bridge, middle broad and slightly or strongly concave. Seven instances of straight noses occur. Wings, middle thick. Arched or swelled. Lips middle thick and slightly double bowed. Ears outstanding. Lobes small and close growing. Bontacadro observations by Jenks see the Bontacadro. Manila. 1905-32 males average range height. Standing meters 1.6028 length of head, 0.1921 breadth of head, 0.1520 length of nose, 0.0525 breadth of nose, 0.0462 cephalic index 79.1367.482.91.48 nasal index 79.1958.182104.54 in this group 9 are brachycephalic 20 are mesatocephalic 3 are dolichocephalic color ranges from light brown with strong saffron undertone, to very dark brown or bronze, eyes black to hazel brown, Malayan, fold in large majority, hair coarse, straight and black, a few individuals possess curly or wavy hair, nose Jenks gives no statement, but his photos show the root of the nose to be rather high, the bridge appears to be broad and straight, although in some individuals it tends toward concave, 29 females average range height, Standing meters 1.4580 length of head, 0.1859 breadth of head, 0.1470 length of nose, 0.0458 breadth of nose, 0.0360 cephalic index 79.0964.892087.64 nasal index 78.7458.532.97.56 in this group 12 or brachycephalic 12 or mesatocephalic 5 or dolichocephalic very different results were obtained by Cromer, from the group of Igro exhibited in San Francisco in 1906. His figures may possibly be accounted for by the fact that about one-third of the party came from a lot near the southern end of the Bontoc area. Also, as he has suggested, by the preponderance of very young men, the figures for this group are as follows. Observations on 18 males average height 1.550 range 1.46-1.630 Length of head.186.176-194 Breadth of head.146.138-153 Bizidomatic width.135.129-142 Length of nose.041.0312-046 Breadth of nose Nose.040.0362.046 Cephalic index 78.43 Nasal index 99.8
Observations on 7 females average height 1.486 range 1.440 to 1.530 length of head 182.171 to 191 breadth of head 143.136 to 150 Cephalic index 78.59 Nasal index 99.7 From these descriptive sheets it is obvious that each tribe is made up of very heterogeneous elements, and each overlaps the other to a considerable extent, however, the number of individuals measured is sufficiently great for us to draw certain general conclusions from the averages of each group. It is at once evident that the differences between the Ilocano and the Valley Tingian are very slight. In fact are less than those between the valley and mountain people of the latter tribe. The Ilocano appear to be slightly taller, the length of head a little less, and the breadth a bit more, yet there is an average difference of only two points in the cephalic indices of the two groups. The only other points of divergence are, the greater percentage among the Ilocano of I showing the Mongolian fold, and the occurrence of straight hair in about half the individuals measured. However, this latter feature may be more apparent than real, for the Ilocano cut the hair short, and a slight degree of waviness might readily pass unobserved, as we pass from the valley to the mountain Tengen, and from them to the Apoyao. We find the average stature almost constant, but the head becomes longer, there is a greater tendency for the cheekbones to protrude and the face to be angular, and there is a more frequent development of the supraorbital ridges. The root of the nose is often flat and the bridge concave, while wavy hair becomes the rule in the mountains. There is a slight decrease, in the Tengian groups, of eyes showing the Mongolian fold, but in the Apoyao the percentage again equals that of the Ilocano. The Apoyao present no radical differences to the mountain Tengian, yet, as already noted, the length and height of the head are slightly greater, the zygomatic arch is more strongly developed, the face more angular, and the nose is broader as compared with its length. Evidences of former extensive intermixture are here apparent, while at the present time there is rather free marriage with the neighboring Kalinga and Negrito. Comparing these four groups with the Idro, we find that the latter average is slightly taller than all but the Ilocano. The breadth of the head is about the same as the Ilocano, but the length is much greater and their island in consequence. A considerable difference in the cephalic index. Reference to our tables will show the Ilocano and both Tingian divisions to be brachycephalic, while the Idro is mesatocephalic. The average index of the Apoyao also falls in the latter classification, but the variation from Idro is greater than is indicated, for the Apoyao skull is actually considerably shorter and narrower. In the length and breadth of the nose, the Idro exceeds any of the groups studied while the Malayan-Mongolian fold of the eye is reported in the great majority of cases. The bodily appearance of the Tengian and Bantak Idro differs little, although the latter are generally of a slightly heavier build, both are large and well-proportioned, their full-rounded muscles giving them the appearance of trained athletes, neither is as stocky or heavy-set as are the Idro of Amborean, Lepanto, and Bengut. There is great variation in color among the members of all these tribes, the tones varying from a light olive brown to a dark reddish brown, but in general the Ilocano and Valley Tengian are of a lighter hue than the mountain people. Observations on the southern Chinese and the South Parak Malay are given below, not with the intention of connecting them with any one of the tribes of Luzon, but in order to test, by comparison, 
the theory of the Chinese origin of the Tengen, and also to secure, if possible, some clue as to the relationships of both peoples. The southern Chinese drive Gerard, as a result of his studies on the Chinese of Kwangasai, a province of southern China, expresses the belief that the population is greatly mixed, but all considered they appear more like Indo-Chinese than like the Chinese proper that island northern Chinese. Deniker comes to a similar conclusion from a study of the results obtained by many observers. Gerard gives the following measurements for 25 males of Kwang Si, range average height. Standing meters 1.5 to 8 to 1.748 1.616 length of head, 0.1815 breadth of head, 0.1435 height of head, 0.1270 length of nose, 0.04648 breadth of nose, 0.03876 cephalic index 73 to 85. 79.5 to length height index 69.9 breadth height index 88.5 nasal index 67 to 95. 82.98 Deniker page 578 gives the average height of 15.582 males, mostly Hakka of Kwantung, as 1.622. The cephalic index of 61 living subjects and 84 crania, principally from Canton, he finds to be living 81.2, crania 78.2. Martin presents the following data, average height of males 1.614, average height of females 1.498. Cephalic index 49 males 81.8. Length height index 49 males 66.5. Nasal index 49 males 77.7. South Parrot Malay observations by Annandale and Robinson Fasciculi Malayenses. Point I pages 105 etc. London. 1903. 37 males range average height. Standing meters 1.488 to 1.763 1.594 length of head, 0.1732.198.182 breadth of head, 0.1412.162.149 height of head tragus to vertex, 0.1192.146.135 breadth of zygomatic arches, 0.1202.150.139 length of nose, 0.0413.0. 0525.0477 breadth of nose, 0.03372.0437.0358 cephalic index 82.3 length height index 73.9 nasal index 81.2. Color varies from dark olive to red, less commonly olive or yellowish white. Eyes black, sometimes reddish brown. Hair appears to be straight in most cases, but being cut short a slight waviness might not be noticed. Black. A comparison of these figures with those of our Luzon group brings out several interesting points. It shows that the Tengen are not related to the Chinese, because of their tall stature, for they are, as a matter of fact, shorter than either the Chinese or Idro. It is also evident that they resemble the southern Chinese no more than do the people of Bantuk. Further it is seen that both the Tengen Ilocano and the Chinese show greater likeness to the Parak Malay than they do to each other, as a matter of fact. We find no radical differences between any of the peoples discussed, despite evident minor variations. The tribes of northwestern Luzon approach a common type, and this type appears not to be far removed from the dominant element in southern China, Indochina, and Malaysia generally, a fact which probably can be attributed to a common ancestry in times far past. With this data before us, we might readily dismiss most of the theories of early writers as interesting speculations based on superficial observation, 
but the statement that the Tingyan are derived from the pirate band of Limahone has received such wide currency that it deserves further notice. It should be borne in mind that the scene of the Chinese disaster was in Bangazinan, a march of three days to the south of the Tingyan territory. It is unlikely that a force sufficiently large to impress its type on the local population could have made its way into Agra, without having been reported to Salcedo, who then had his headquarters at Vigan. As early as 1598 the Tingyan were so powerful and aggressive that active steps had to be taken to protect the coast people from their raids, had they been recognized as being essentially Chinese or foreign. Hostile population some mention of that fact must certainly have crept into the Spanish records of that period. Such data are entirely wanting, while the exceedingly rich traditions of the Tingyan likewise fail to give any evidence of such an invasion. The presence of large quantities of ancient Chinese pottery in Abra must be ascribed to trade, for it is inconceivable that a fugitive band of warriors would have carried with them the hundreds of jars many of large size which are now found in the interior. The reputed similarity of the garments of the men to those of Fukian fishermen is likewise without value, for at the time of the Spanish invasion both Ilocano and Tingian were innocent of trousers. It was not until the order of Governor Penarubia, in 1868, Barring all unclad pagans from the Christianized towns, that the latter donned such garments. Today many of the men possess full suits, but the ordinary dress is still the headband, breechcloth, and belt. Finally, it seems curious that the Tingyan should be of a Pacific character because of the fact that they are descended from a band of Chinese pirates. Summarizing our material, we can say of the Tingyan that they are a rather short, well-built people with moderately high brachycephalic heads, fairly high noses, and angular faces, their hair is brown-black and inclined to be wavy, while the skin varies from a light olive brown to a dark reddish brown, a study of our table shows that within this group there are great extremes in stature, head and nasal form, color, and the like, indicating very heterogeneous elements in its makeup, we also find that physically the Tingyan conform closely to the Ilocano, while they merge without a sharp break into the Apollo of the eastern mountain slopes. When compared to the Idro, greater differences are manifest, but even here, the similarities are so many that we cannot classify the two tribes as members of different races. We have seen that this people approaches the southern Chinese in many respects, but this is likewise true of all the other tribes under discussion and, hence, we are not justified, on anatomic grounds, in considering the Tingyan as distinct because of Chinese origin. The testimony of historical data and language leads us to the same conclusions. Chinese influence, through trade, has been active for many centuries along the north and west coast of Luzon, but it has not been of a sufficiently intimate nature to introduce such common articles of convenience and necessity as the composite bow, the potter's wheel, wheeled vehicles, and the like. The anatomical data likewise prevent us from setting this tribe apart from the others because of Japanese or Indonesian origin. Chapter III The Cycle of Life Birth The natural cause of pregnancy is understood by the Tengen, but coupled with this knowledge is a belief in its close relationship to the spirit world. Supernatural conception and unnatural births are frequently mentioned in the traditions, and are accepted as true by the mass of people, while the possibility of increasing the fertility of the husband and wife by magical acts, performed in connection with the marriage ceremony, is unquestioned. Likewise, the wife may be affected if she eats peculiar articles of food, 
and in appeased desires for fruits and the like may result disastrously both for the expectant mother and the child. The close relationship which exists between the father and the unborn babe is clearly brought out by various facts, for instance, the husband of a pregnant woman is never whipped at a funeral, as are the other guests, lest it result in injury to the child. The fact that these mythical happenings and magical practices do not agree with his actual knowledge in no way disturbs the Tengen. It is doubtful if he is conscious of a conflict, and should it be brought to his attention, he would explain it by reference to the tales of former times, or to the activities of superior beings, like man in civilized society. He seldom rationalizes about the well-known facts religious or otherwise generally held by his group to be true. It is thought that, when a mortal woman conceives, an Anita woman likewise becomes pregnant, and the two give birth at the same time. Otherwise, the lives of the two children do not seem to be closely related, though, as we shall see later, the mothers follow the same procedure for a time after delivery cf. Page 268. According to common belief, supernatural beings have become possessed at times, with menstrual blood or the afterbirth which under their care developed into human offspring some of whom occupy a prominent place in the tribal mythology. In the tales we are told that a frog became pregnant, and gave birth to a child after having lapped up the spittle of a ponatola. A maid conceived when the headband of her lover rested on her skirt, while the customary delivery of children during the mythical period seems to have been from between the fingers of the expectant mother, Anito's end. In a few cases, the shades of the dead have had intercourse with Tingian women but children of such unions are always born prematurely. As a rule, a miscarriage is thought to be the result of union with the inhabitants of the spirit realm, though an expectant woman is often warned not to become angry or sorrowful lest her blood become strong and the child be born. Abortion is said to be practiced occasionally by unmarried women, but such instances are exceedingly rare, as offspring is much desired, and the chance of making a satisfactory match would be in no way injured by the possession of an illegitimate child except for the district about Minabo. It is not customary to make any offerings or to cause any changes in the daily life of the pregnant woman until the time of her delivery is near at hand. In Minabo a family gathering is held about a month before the anticipated event, at which time the woman eats a small chicken, while her relatives look on. After completing this meal, she places two bundles of grass, some bark and beads in a small basket and ties it beside the window. The significance of the act is not clear to the people, but it is an old custom, and is pleasing to the spirits. Shortly before the child is expected, two or three mediums are summoned to the dwelling, spreading a mat in the center of the room. They place on it their outfits cf. page 302 and gifts for all the spirits who are apt to attend the ceremony. Nine small jars covered with allen leaves are distributed about the house and yard. One sits on a head axe placed upon an inverted rice mortar near the dwelling. Another stands nearby in a window, and is covered with a bundle of rice, for go to a corner of the room, while the balance is placed on either side of the doorway. These jars are later used to hold the cooked rice which is offered to the Ingenlaod, spirits of the West. At the foot of the house ladder a spear is planted, and to it is attached a long narrow cloth of many colors. Last of all, a bound pig is laid just outside the door with its head toward the east, when all is ready. The mediums bid the men to play on the tongue of tong cf. Page 314, then, squatting beside the pig, they stroke its side with oiled fingers, meanwhile chanting appropriate diams cf. Page 296. This done, 
they begin to summon spirits into their bodies, and from them learn what must be done to ensure the health and happiness of the child. Later, water is poured into the pig's ear, that, as it shakes out the water, so may the evil spirits be thrown out of the place. Then an old man cuts open the body of the animal and, thrusting in his hand, draws out the still palpitating heart, which he gives to the medium. With this she strokes the body of the expectant woman, so that the birth may be easy, and as a protection against harm, and also touches the other members of the family. She next directs her attention to the liver, for by its condition it is possible to foretell the child's future CF. Page 307. While the medium has been busy with the immediate family, friends and relatives have been preparing the flesh for food, which is now served. No part is reserved, except the boiled entrails which are placed in a wooden dish and set among other gifts intended for the superior beings. Following the meal, the mediums continue summoning spirits until the late afternoon when the ceremony known as Jeep as the dividing is held. The chief medium, who is now possessed by a powerful spirit, covers her shoulder with a sacred blanket, and in company with the oldest male relative of the expectant woman goes to the middle of the room, where a bound pig lies with a narrow cloth extending along its body from head to tail. After much debating they decide on the exact center of the animal, and then with her left hand each seizes a leg. They lift the victim from the floor, and with the head axes, which they hold in their free hands, they cut it in two. In this way the mortals pay the spirits for their share in the child, and henceforth they have no claims to it. The spirit and the old man drink basi, to cement their friendship, and the ceremony is at an end. The small pots and other objects used as offerings are placed on the sacred blanket in one corner of the room, where they remain until the child is born, so that all the spirits may know that Jeepus has been held. A portion of the slaughtered animals and some small present are given to the mediums, who then depart. In San Juana cloth is placed on,